everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Holy Commutes, the only online home for podcasting in Wiffleball daily. Uh, podcasts. Podcasts is right, yes. Having to do with Wiffleball. Um, it's spelled with an E. Holy, holy, that is. Holy Commutes. Um, yeah, this is the Wednesday finale. Here are your hosts, Trent Steffes and Austin Steffes. Still trying to figure that out. Here they are. (laughs) Here they come. Wow. They look great. (laughs) Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Welcome. It's a beautiful, sunny Wednesday morning, Trent. I'm having a great day. Good. I'm glad. I'm so glad you are. This is going to be the culmination of the month-long survivor competition we've been hosting here on Wednesdays. Uh, before we get into the Survivor competition, I do want to mention something that happened over the weekend that really doesn't happen almost ever. Certainly in this context, because I got to hang out with one of our fellow Holy Commutes hosts over the weekend. Um, Texas Tim Dean was up in Minneapolis over the weekend playing curling. Um, yeah, he came up with his with his team. He, he's part of a curling club down in Austin, Texas, the Lone Star Curling Club. They got really cool badges and pins and stuff. And so they came, They come up here for this big curling tournament. It's called the... Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's got a really nice... It's got a, it's got a cool name. I can't remember. Good flow to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the whole format of the tournament's insane. You know, you think of, Tim, think of Tim Dean, think of tournament running. And of course, he's taking part in this tournament that's like super complicated because... This, this curling tournament that happens, it takes place in four different clubs throughout the Twin Cities. And this isn't going to make, this isn't going to be crazy to you if you don't live in the Twin Cities, but the four clubs they do are the Frogtown Curling Club and the St. Paul Curling Club, which are both in St. Paul. Then you got the Northwoods Curling Club, which is in Blaine, which is far from St. Paul. That's like, I mean, it's like, it's like a good 20, 30 minute drive all interstate. Uh, north of Minneapolis, north of St. Paul. So that's a drive. And then the other one is in Chaska, which is like 40 minutes the other way, completely southwest of the city. So, and then on top of that, so you got these four clubs where this all is happening. And that seems like, wow, that's a lot. Well, there's 96 teams in the tournament. 96. Wow, 96. They tried to explain like... They, they, they tried, they really did try to explain the tournaments and how like, oh, if you, because I'm like, are there pools or something? And then they're like, no, there's just like, it's like a random draw bracket. And every time you lose, you go to a different bracket. So it's like, if you lose that first game, you can't win the big old championship anymore. So you got to go to this next bracket underneath. And then if you do that, if you, if, if you keep winning, you stay in there and then they crown the champion of that bracket and so forth. Mm, I, I don't know. Okay. It's crazy. But like 96, cool. nine, yeah, it, it was really cool. 96 teams. In four different clubs from all across the country, um, it's just it was a really cool experience, and just seeing Tim, seeing Tim do it is really awesome because I've only seen Tim, uh, you know, running UF. That's the only time I've ever seen Tim Tim in my life, and so to see him kind of you know, do, you know, doing curling, which was really cool, because uh, I've never seen curling before. I've never seen it live. Like I've seen it on TV during the Olympics and stuff, but it's never really something I saw live. And uh, it was really cool, man. He's they're pretty. They're fun to watch. I'm sure it's an incredible thing to see live, and especially like Tim just being able to see him do it. I'm like that. That was the crazy part was walking and just be like, "Ah, oh, there's Tim. Yeah. There's Tim Dean right there." <laughs> as I live and breathe, Tim Dean right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was alluding to, it's not often that 
we get to hang out and spend time with other hosts on this show. You know, it's it's you and I, and you know, you got the cooks, and so it's like you got that brother dynamics there. And so, you know, I obviously spend a lot of time with you. They spend a lot of time with each other, but none of us collectively as days really spend get to spend time with each other unless we're at tournaments. You know, I think UWIF has probably been the biggest collection of UWIF ho- or of Holy Commutes hosts at one time. I'm thinking it's UWIF. Maybe it was NWA tournament at one point, but probably it's probably UWIF. I think I think UWIF, especially with Tim hosting. Yeah, and we and should the get cooks. a picture sometime. Yeah, we really should. We've never. Really um, it's hard because the cast is always changing. You know, week to week, we give people different opportunities yeah, and stuff, absolutely. or week to week, month to month. So not only is it rare to spend time with another Holy Commutes host, but to do it at something that's not wiffle ball related. That was the really weird part. Then I started to really rack my brain and be like, have I really hung out with many national people outside of a wiffle ball event? And I don't really think I have. And so, again, it was just interesting um, to kind of have this, to just sit in the club. Oh, man, dude, they had the they had this interesting setup where... It's really cold out in the rink, right? Of course, because it's ice. They're playing on ice. But then there's this lounge where they have a bunch of tables and there's just this bunch of frozen pizza and beer and everything. And they had cameras for each end of the curling sheet in the lounge. So you could watch and spectate what's going on out there while you're in the lounge. And I'm like, man, wouldn't this be the thing to have for you with? Like, I don't know how it would work if like, I, I, don't, I don't know how it would work, but just to have that to have the, to have just a lounge and just screens and just of every game that's going on at UF that would be the ultimate dream. That, that that's be, the next step that somehow got to get taken. That's the next dream for sure. <laughs> yeah. So Nico, um, Nico, when you're listening to this, you know, getting ready for your final tribal council, start thinking. Yeah, let's get into the survivor competition here on Wednesdays on Holy Commutes, and we started off with twelve castaways, twelve guys that we that were that were selected with so much fore, forethought. And a lot of insight, and a, it was a grueling process, cutting it down from every wiffle ball player in the whole country, just down to 12 deserving people. Let's go over that 12 right now. Just remind the folks of the cast that started it all. Let's hear it. I wasn't ready for it, so I got to blow it. <laughs> <laughs> Get some water quick. <clears throat> okay. Let's just go through the tribes now. We started off with the Shiree tribe, and that was Devin Torres from MAW, Paul Cook from MAW, Chris Newman from The Meats, and Nico Ruiz from We Came For This Whiffs. And the story of this tribe was, early on, there was a weird replacement. It was a last-minute casting decision because Chris Newman couldn't make it to the island, so he was replaced with his evil twin brother, Churs. And the people of Wiffle Nation did not enjoy Churs. They voted him out of the tribe almost immediately, very, very heavily. Like, most of the vote was was directed at Churz. And it was sad to see because he was there last minute, you know, he was trying to make the most... Yeah. Undeservedly going for Churz. Yeah. How dare you people? He was trying to make the most of this opportunity, but he was first booted. Um, Even though he was the first booted, there was one other player on this tribe that was making noise about the fact that they were getting votes early on, and that was Devin Torres. And it seemed like Devin's... Devin's way of handling the pressure of the competition kind of got to him and uh it got to the voters too because he was the second kicked out of kicked out of the Shiree tribe although it wasn't all lost for the Shiree tribe because they had two players who right off the bat we thought these two might have a chance of going far because the whole point of this competition up until now 
has been you don't want to see your name get voted for. When you see the Twitter poll and then you vote in it, you don't want to see your name have the big bar next to it. And these, and so we thought, we pondered, how could you vote to eliminate Paul Cook or Nico Ruiz? You know, those are the two, I mean, real good guys of this competition. Um, you know, they're not known for what they do on the field. They're known for what they produce on the field. Like, mm-hmm. you know, producing Wiffle content. Um, and so, you know, they didn't have any sort of bad blood or any grudges from on the field to deal with. And so it's just all up. And, you know, you accurately predicted, I accurately predicted that these two would have, tr- like, people would have trouble voting for them. And that's what happened. Nico went around without getting a vote. That's incredible. And we awarded immunity to the two players with the least amount of votes in the first two rounds. And it was these two. So these two, after seeing the two controversial players and Devin and Churras go off early, we saw these two nab the immunity and get the automatic buy into the final tribal council, which is what we're going to be going over later on after this recap. What do you think of the Shiree tribe? powerhouse of a tribe i mean i think coming into it i didn't i think maybe a uh, a dark horse or kind of maybe a wild card of a tribe and coming out with uh paul and nico both having immunity was was huge so i don't i don't think uh i mean i think paul might have been expected uh when we came out with the immunity idea but i don't i don't know if um i expected nico to get zero votes so that that was pretty incredible and um yeah, a very great and controversial tribe. Yeah, for sure. And Nico was someone who reached out and said, hey, thanks for putting me on the competition, although I don't think I'm going to make it far. And so then now for Nico to have made it to the final tribal, he's really got that story that you want at the final tribal of, uh, you know, playing to the emotions and that kind of overcoming the self-doubt uh, really makes a good case for final tribal. He's beloved. But let's go on to the Dioria tribe. And we had Tim McElrath from MAW. Pete Mockaby from the Whippets, Hater from HRL, and Nightmare from HRL. And uh, the first player we saw, we saw the two HRL guys garner the most votes right out the gate in Hater and Nightmare. Hater left. But then Tim McElrath, they kind of realized that the big threats need to be taken out early. That's classic survivor strategy. And Tim McElrath was the second person from this tribe to get the boot. And so... Uh, Moke and Nightmare both went on to the Merge Tribe and they were up for voting in this next round of competition. Any thoughts on the Dioria Tribe? Definitely the, the I think the first and biggest blind side I mean, uh, other than Chur's Newman of course I think mm-hmm. the biggest blind side of the competition with Tim McElrath going out um, like you said just one of those power players that just has maybe a little too much attention and he got voted out early so now up to two very interesting players in Moke and Nightmare. So I'm really interested to see how that played out. Yeah, i uh disappointed to see Tim leave early because he is a big Survivor fan. So yeah. it would have been fun to see him get to the final tribal. Yeah, I know. Plead his case for a million dollars. But yeah, so we have Nightmare from the HRL and Maccabee from the Whippets moving on from Mountain Cali. Moving on. Then finally, we had the Mulaney tribe. We had Spencer Bogad from the Skibby Wiffle Ball League in Missouri. Colin Pollock from Ridley Park, Drew Davis from MLW, and Tom the Cannon Gannon from PLW and the Wiffle Tigers and Holy Commutes. Um, you know, the lone Holy Commutes host in this competition, so he's repping for the city. Not true. Paul Cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, well, well, there's that. <laughs> 
We got two holy commutes guys repping for the city, and I like to see it. Yeah. Uh, um, first round boot from this tribe was Colin Pollock. I was hoping Colin would go far because he's someone that I think is a he's got an air of he's got this shroud of mystery to him, and uh, I think people would have wanted to keep him around more mm. and see what he see what he's got to say. But yeah. nope, he's a good guy. Yeah, Colin was an early exit, and then we got to the point where we were left with these. Three really big personalities when it came to Bogat, Davis, and Gannon. And I thought, throughout this whole competition, I thought Drew Davis might be a candidate for getting early, for being exited, because he's got that name recognition. Like you said with Tim McElrath. And they're like, oh, how can we make him lose at something for once? Oh, let's do this. So there was that. But Drew Davis, I mean, he managed to make it through these first two. And so it was Drew and Tom. Uh, because Colin went first and Spencer went second. Another in that second round, another huge Survivor fan mm-hmm. uh, went down swinging. But Drew Davis and Tom Gannon came out for the Mulaney tribe, and they went on to the next round of voting. Yeah, I mean, just another great example of uh, of alliances in the game of Survivor, and how that warehouse game alliance really stuck stuck really well with Drew Davis and Tom Gannon. I know they didn't play on the same team, but just being there, seeing each other, I'm sure. They good connection, you know. Good. That that warehouse alliance, man. The warehouse alliance. You know, you, you throughout throughout the years in Survivor, you've seen some some very notorious, some notorious, some heroic alliances, like the I two four and the Black Widow Brigade and uh, Cops R Us and stuff like that. Here we in this game, the the alliance that has come through is the warehouse alliance between Drew Davis and Tom Gannon. So it's been interesting to watch that. So we move on to the next round of voting, which we did this past week. And the format for this was the same. You, once you see, when you see the poll, you vote for the person you wish to be eliminated. That's how it was worded. And so let's go over the tribe. Again, Nico and Paul Cook were both immune from these, from this week of voting. So they so basically were, it was only four people going against each other. Yes. Right. Yep. And so with the first round of voting, we talked about the Warehouse Alliance, oh, and wow. that, that, that was a target for Nightmare and Mock. Wow. Because 75% of the vote went to the Warehouse Alliance. No. And I'm really sorry to say... Don't say it. There's only going to be one Holy Commutes guy left no, for this next round. not Tom. Tom, the tribe has spoken. Oh, he's my dark... He's my favorite to win. Like, I know. My personal favorite. I think... If Tom could have made it to the final tribal, he would have had a real shot at winning. So they got, did they get 75% of the vote combined or was that just for Tom? Combined. So okay. Tom ended up getting 50% of the votes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So there was, there was a clear villain in the, in the, in the people's eyes. Who got the least uh, percent? Um, uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So we go to the next round. All three man. of those that are, what's up? He's a beloved man. Yeah, he really is. Again, another one of those guys where nobody's going to vote against him because everybody likes him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the final round of voting, and this is the final round in this style, because we're, like I said, going to go over it next. We have three guys left in this tribe, in the merge tribe, and two people awaiting them in the final tribal. So we need two others to fill those slots. So when it came down to it, if we were doing plurality voting which means a person has to get more than 50% majority, we didn't get a majority vote here. Ooh. Yeah. It was tight. Moke Mockaby, he got some votes this time. You know, he got a, he got a, he got a chunk of it. It wasn't, it was a little bit bigger than last time. 
still not that big. So our first finalist from the voting round is Mockaby from the um, Whippets. So congrats to Mock. Um, very well deserved, especially in these last two rounds. The ability to fly under the radar, and I mean, he's a strong player. So, and he's got that. He's got, he's got that strong national uh, reputation. So if people see the tweet, they're probably going to look at it and be like, "Oh, I want to vote for Moak." So he's got that going for him. Who will so it be comes joining, down to two others. Who will be joining the final three? We have Drew Davis and Nightmare from HRL. And Nightmare, that's his nickname, real name Wally Owayenka. And, uh, you know, so came down to Wally and Drew. And just by a smidgen, Nightmare, your tribe has spoken. Oh. And the other half of the Warehouse Alliance comes through. After after on. losing his partner in crime and falling victim, it, it, losing the numbers, Drew Davis somehow makes it through to the final round of voting. Wow, that's a that's a stacked final four. <laughs> so let's go over the final wow. four. Nightmare. This yeah. is the final. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> Rest in peace to Nightmare. He was a great competitor in this competition. He's he's I mean he's a dad, so his son can look up to him. You know, with a lot of with a lot of respect in this game, you know, and the, the, there's, yeah. Going out with his head held high. Absolutely. Going out with his head held high. Yeah. And so we have our final tribal council set. So this last vote is going to last a few days. We're going to leave it up there for a while, try to get a lot of votes on it. And it's going to be unlike the rest of the votes in this competition because the power shifts. And now you're voting for the person you want to win the game. So we have these four people. When you see the poll, vote for the person you wish to win. Is it just one round? It's just one round, one, yes. One round. No that's eliminations. It. It, that's a, This is the final Tribal Council. Right, right. And we're four players. The two from the first round of voting, the first two rounds of voting to win immunity, and they got the automatic bid. Nico Ruiz from We Came For This, and Paul Cook from MAW and Holy Commutes, as we learned today. Those two guys are joined by those who came in from the other round of voting they survived the extra two rounds of voting so you know a couple a couple extra feathers in their cap especially for mock because he did it in such in such nico and paul fashion from the first round where he really didn't get much many of the votes at all and then they're joined by drew davis from mlw so we have drew davis who's garnered a lot of the votes so far he's got a good percentage of most of the votes he's been in and then three guys who haven't gotten the votes because people won't vote for them. Now those three people have to turn it around and ha- want people to vote for them. And so, what what are your what are your initial thoughts here on this final tribal council? I mean, I think, I I think um, just like one of the last previous rounds of voting, I think it's going to be very close. I don't think it's going to have a we're going to have a clear cut winner. And it, it, um, if I, it's going to be one person, I think I have a, a, a thought of who it's going to be. But I mean, like I had said, there's a lot of powerhouses in this. I mean, it's it's a big four, and I think any of them can win. And honestly, I don't know who's going to win. <laughs> we have an interesting demographic in this final tribal council too, because we have we have like ever. we have the youngest player in Nico, who's who's a Midwest. And then you have both Paul and Mock, who I don't know their ages, and I don't want to like insult them or anything, but they're on, but they're not, not, they're not young. They're not in their teens, right? Right. Yeah. Um. So, so they're kind of on that older side, I would say. 
And then, you know, Drew Davis, he's a he's about your age, so in his early twenties, Midwest. And then, you know, you got Moak and Paul who are each West Coast and East Coast. So we have a wide variety of players, leagues, regions, ages, um heights. <laughs> heights. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess Nico. Yeah, Nico, you short ass. Easy. Well, you're the one that brought up heights. I'm just saying there is. Like, no, there's not really. I mean, Drew Davis is taller. Well, yeah. Again, you're you're taller <laughs> than who? The kid? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's a fact. Oh, okay. Because yeah. not six over six foot. All right. You can't. Hey, man. They are all varying in height. I'm Get just, your height. Just put that on the record. They're Nico, all... get your height up. Or else Austin's not voting for you. That's not, that's, I'm, Paul and Peter also have different heights too. (laughs) They all are like, uh, uh, six foot. That's where you're wrong. It's a good representation of Wiffle Nation in this final tribal council. So when you see the final poll up on Twitter through the MNWA account, Minwa23, vote for the person you wish to see win this game. Between Paul Cook, Nico Ruiz, Drew Davis, and Peter Maccabee. So, yeah, Austin, like you said, it's going to be an unpredictable final. But I do want to get a name out of you. Who do you think is going to win? Oh, you're asking me this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um, I think Paul Cook's going to win. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a good chance. But like I said, I think any anyone can win it. I mean, Nico didn't get any votes the last time he had a chance. So mm-hmm. I think he could win it for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Drew Davis, MLW, and I mean, well, I mean, anyone. I think it's going to be Drew Davis just because he's been proven that people are going to vote for him in these competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now that the rules are a little bit changed, that might be different, but the fact is that he's been getting the votes and he's probably got the most name recognition out of everybody. Well, not probably. He's got the most name recognition out of everybody left. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just just in general. Like, in the Wiffle world, you know, it it's different. But just in general, you know, those other guys aren't on the YouTube pod, aren't on the YouTube page with hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Right. So, it might come down to league involvement too. Like, if a league picks it up and retweets it and they're fan, they got a bunch of fans and stuff, you know, it could be all them and it could be a total landslide. Um, either way. Just remember to vote for who you want to win now. Yeah. Vote for the winner. Pokemon, go to the polls. Go to the polls. That's all we ask you to do. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you so much for joining us for this wonderful season of Holy Commutes. We're going to be back in April breaking down HRL and probably MLW. Absolutely. Um, as we go towards those seasons opening, you know, it's going to be a lot better weather once we do that. Austin, thanks so much for joining me for another season. Thank you, Trent. It was an incredible season. Whatever season we're on, they always fly by, and I'm excited to do April to come around, come soon, so we can get another podcast going. And oh, Jesus Christ, I don't know what I'm saying. No, <laughs> no, I totally agree. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good time, and I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So have a good day and. Uh, Tom Gannon's going to have a Thursday. Tom, the guy who just got his torch snuffed, is going to be having a nice little podcast for you tomorrow for the Thursday finale. So, sorry. So, Tom, I'm sorry that your torch was snuffed, but that's Wiffle Nation for you. Don't blame us. (laughs) All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Deep in